You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, well, hi-de-ho, folks, and uh, we want to welcome you to another Jeep Talk Show. You know, we got a great interview coming up this uh, this episode, but first off, I want to tell you about our survey. We're taking a, a survey primarily about the new uh, Roundtable episode that we have every Wednesday, and uh, we'd like to know what you think of it. Are you listening to the show more or less or the same? And if you wouldn't mind, just take a take a moment, go over to jeeptalkshow.com, look there at the top, you will see the word survey, you click that, and there's, a, man, I guess maybe five questions, if that, and uh, there's even some uh, room in there where you can put in uh, 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 feedback, and <laughs> if you're like most of the listeners, some clever uh, comments. <laughs> oh, I've got something to say, all right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've been waiting to tell you bastards what I thought about you. <laughs> So the JTS team is here to inform and entertain you about Jeeps. If you're new to the Jeep world or thinking about jumping in and getting your feet dirty, you're in the right place. Whether you're interested in having a unique off-road vehicle ready to hit the trails or that daily driver that's also a weekend warrior, this show is for you. Find out more information about the show at jeeptalkshow.com. And while you're there, fill out the survey. There you go. Welcome to the show, Jeeper. I'm Josh. And on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I've got what could possibly be the smallest Jeep recall in automotive history. I've also got a bone to pick with Consumer Reports, and after this, you may as well. And later, they're called throttle position sensors. We're going to get into all the what's and where's and even the how's of diagnosing them. Well, howdy, it's Wendy, and did, did you guys know that I actually have a segment called Newbie Nuggets on our Friday episodes? I did, did not know this. Well, you got to check it out. <laughs> That was a great McMahon impersonation there. I, I, I did not. That was kind of a, a Meg McMahon, yeah. uh, Johnny Carson baby, I think is what that right. was. Timely <laughs> 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 reference. <laughs> no, people are going, what the hell? Exactly. <laughs> what show am I on? <laughs> Hi, I'm Tammy, and coming up on Jeep Life, how to be a Jeep girl with confidence. Jeep Mama's top five confidence builders for Jeep girls. I, th- I think you got to be packing. If you're packing, you got confidence, right? No, I'm just kidding. Hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be uh, interviewing uh, Tara, and she is helping me with this on the, this, guys, because I thought it was Virgo, and she corrected me during the interview. Virago. Virago. Virago yeah. Jeep. Virago. I go or Virago. Virago. Yeah, Virago. Uh, this sounds like an Italian song. I, I, you know, just t- <laughs> talking about timely reference. I think I'm going to uh, hear a, a 40s uh, music uh, sang, uh, song coming up. So anyway, uh, she's uh, with Go Fast Girls, and uh, you can follow her on Instagram, uh, Virago Jeep underscore JKU. And uh, man, check it out. Uh, we we'll look forward to uh, letting you hear the interview. It was really, really interesting. Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. So what is a Jeep anyways? What are they good for? Well, don't ask consumer reports. Jeeps are not, <sighs> Jeeps are not known for comfort. They're not known for being quiet or roomy or even the most reliable or fuel-efficient vehicles on the planet. But they are the most capable, and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's not the creature comforts that led each and every one of us Jeepers around the world to buy or even keep our Jeep. So, it's with a grain of salt that I say the long-trusted foundation known for telling us what's good and 
what sucks and having an excellent track record of accuracy, Consumer Reports can go F themselves. <laughs> they just gave the 2022 Jeep Wrangler a score of 28 out of 100, putting it what? dead last. And not just last in its own class, but last for any and every other 2022 model year SUV out there on the planet. Hey, Consumer Reports, can you see which finger I'm holding up? Uh-huh. You're having a little spot of deja vu right now. You're not alone. Last year, they pulled the same steaming pile of nonsensical horse crap with the 2021 Wrangler. And lo and behold, there were record sales numbers despite a global ship sh chip shortage. Now, the Wrangler isn't there to check any practical boxes. It's not there to make you feel better about yourself or provide any degree of virtue signaling for some tree-hugging snowflake wearing the wrong size pants and a knitted cap in the middle of August. It is there, however, to piss off Prius drivers, get you to where you want to go, and put a smile on your face when you do it. Why? Because deep down you know that everybody else out there that isn't driving a seven-slotted, leaky, bouncy, boxy piece of shit like you are can't go to the places you've been or will go in that damn thing. The sense of superiority and the confidence only comes when driving something so uneconomical yet so incredibly fun and capable. So Consumer Reports, bite me. <laughs> Good for you, Josh. I love that. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> love it well you know we've been wrong before josh uh it, that, i'm not saying wendy because you weren't here when we were bashing the the new cherokee uh we would have thought it was the an abomination it didn't look anything like the the xj mm -hmm. uh which we were all very hopeful that it would uh and uh they just co-opt a a, a a cherished name again uh to put it on something that wasn't anything like what the the original or even the one the cherokee before that was so yeah, I call it but, name badge regurgitation, and they've yeah. the, the FCA, who you know the parent company before Stellantis, who owns Jeep now, they're both guilty of it, and they've oh, been yeah. doing it uh, uh, repeatedly, and and just I think the sole purpose to piss me off, but I don't know, <laughs> it's a profit deal. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we were wrong. People were really buying that Jeep, and didn't it get awards and the the most? Yeah, a couple things. I, our biggest complaint was just the name badge. Whether we didn't really care that they created a vehicle that looked like that or no, or no, you know, anything like that. It was just what they called it, right? Uh, so that that was that was our big grief. It's like uh, somebody naming their uh, their ugly baby after your child. It's just insulting. <laughs> well i think the people over at nhtsa might be insulted by this uh having to do this recall and it's possibly the smallest jeep recall ever jeep hasn't exactly been batting a thousand when it comes to software right you know virtually every rollout of some new technology has been followed by recalls to fix the bugs that arise from launching something new like that now, this time, however bad software has led to the recall of a number of jeep wagoneer and grand wagoneers even the vehicles were made with a radio with suspect software that could prevent the backup camera from displaying when an owner shifts into reverse. According to documents from the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration, the NHTSA, the recall affects the vehicles built between October 23, 2021 and October 26, 2021. In that period, there were just seven of these Jeeps made. <laughs> That's right. Seven. Seven with just a single number seven? Single okay. digit. Single digit. Lucky seven. number seven. The one that comes in between six and eight. Got it. Now, they were all built with incorrect radio software, according to production records. Without correctly operating cameras, these vehicles do not comply with Federal Motor Vehicle Safety Standards, or FMVSS standards, that require all new vehicles built after May 1st, 2018 to have a backup camera. 
Because apparently people have lost the ability to turn their heads to look over their shoulders and look at their mirrors. <laughs> now, something tells me, however, that non-compliance with this regulation that is creating a whole new breed of incompetent drivers would be akin to ripping that tag off your mattress and will somehow constitute a federal offense that has never been enforced since I've been alive, anyways. Mm. Now, owners of the affected vehicles will notice that the display switch to rear view mode doesn't happen when they enter reverse and will probably forget how to back out of their driveway at that point. <laughs> I can't do it. This is like the check engine. I've got to check engine lights on. Wrong. I've got to turn it Why off. <laughs> now, fortunately for Jeep, the fix appears to be a relatively simple one involving a software update performed by a dealer. The automaker says it will embark on a voluntary recall to fix all affected vehicles by reprogramming the radios. The automaker will perform this fix free of charge and will reimburse owners who have incurred the cost of repairing the problem on their own. Stellantis will notify its dealers who will in turn be notifying owners on or about February 9th, 2022. Something tells me, however, that none of the seven owners of these six-figure Jeeps are the kind of rat bastards that listen to the Jeep talk show. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you are, though, however, well, hats off to you and please give us a call and let us know your experience in this matter. Okay, so, I, I, I have a question. Sure. Sorry, Tony. That's all right. <laughs> if they know there's seven owners, why don't they just deal with them individually and then see where they live and contact those dealers? Another, why does this another federal law. I'm going to predict right? it's another federal law. a national thing. I mean, it doesn't <laughs> apply to people. It creates fear and, and distrust in something. Like, hello. It would take 10 minutes to make these yes. phone calls. I mean. <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't understand the, the stupidity. Talk about wasting money. Right there. Okay, go ahead. So, so I want to ask about this because I think this would be a big selling point if you, if uh, the hosts, if you look at the image, and we'll have this in the show notes for this episode, episode five sixty three. If you look at the screen where they're showing the the backup camera, at the mm -hmm. bottom you see five icons that you can select from about, about what camera you want to see out of. The uh -huh. rear camera that they show in the icon looks like a 1970s CBS NFL camera that you would see uh, in, a, in the middle of a game because it is, it's huge. I would love, I would spend the $100,000 for the Grand Wagoneer just to have this camera that is literally half the size of the, of, of the Grand Wagoneer. I mean, look at that thing. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah, I, I, I think that's field of view that you're <laughs> that you can but choose from but it's a little camera you can see the cameras there on I, the back I, I, yeah you're right, you're right. <laughs> it's huge Third of the vehicle, i wonder if yeah. you could get re, re, referee replay footage from that thing <laughs> <laughs> it's on wheels even <laughs> well milwaukee wisconsin had an interesting turn of events go down earlier this week when police tried to stop a jeep that had been reported stolen in a carjacking the day prior now, the driver had reportedly stopped to pick up a lift rider at 18 and was promptly robbed at gunpoint. You know how it goes. Yeah. It happens to the best of us, right? The lift passenger pulled the weapon and told the woman to get out of her Jeep. When the police saw the black Jeep Grand Cherokee, no, not that <laughs> Grand Cherokee, they tried to pull it over. But the driver, of course, refused and the chase was on. Shocking. Lasting, lasting just two miles, however, but topping speeds that doubled posted speed limits, all while posting it live on Facebook. What? <laughs> God, you ain't going to kill me. <laughs> I just love dumb criminals. <laughs> especially teens. Like, seriously? Come on. I can see the judge. Yeah, I can see the judge. Yeah, Let's right. roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and play it innocent, really? Okay. Yeah, okay. I got something for you to see. 
Now, the driver and the two passengers uh, with him, however, won't be posting anything else anytime soon. The stolen Jeep crashed violently in Oof. front of and into a used car lot. The speeds that the Jeep was traveling were so fast. The Jeep was carrying so much momentum that the Jeep went airborne upon impact, cartwheeling over and onto the front ends of eight other vehicles in the lot before oh. finally coming to a rest in traffic on its wheels, oddly enough. Five people, including two other drivers, uh, the 17-year-old thief and his two passengers were, were all taken to a nearby hospital for evaluation. Uh, I'm I'm speechless. Like I'm trying to put the words together, but now we dang. have a we have a still shot uh, in the show notes for this episode at JeepTalkShow.com uh, from a security cam uh, from inside the car lot or one nearby, I think, or or uh, some other storefront or something like that. Oh, and it, it's in an, it's an image of the back end of this Jeep with the front end clear up in the air. I mean, this thing's nearly in launch position, bouncing wow. off the front end of a blue vehicle of some kind or another. That's, I mean, uh, just that's some good articulation. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have a question about the 17-year-old. Do you think he got banged up enough to maybe knock some sense into him, or do you think he's uh, just going to... That be a big negatory. I, I, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I had to ask, you know. <laughs> I blame the parents. You know, clearly this, this child did not have the upbringing that it should have. There was not enough beating of the child in this, uh, <laughs> uh, this story. This is, uh, this is oh. what happens when you drive, learn to drive with Grand Theft Auto. Yes, I was going to say <laughs> it's video games. But now I'm going to ask you, Josh, how fast do you think he had to be going to create that airborne effect with the cartwheeling oh, and all yeah. that? I mean, is, well, are we talking... You know, what these are surface streets arterial roads this is not a freeway but nonetheless this is a grand cherokee and it's a 17 year old driver doesn't know what he's doing and trying to mm -hmm. get away from the cops i'm gonna say speeds exceeded 50 miles per hour on surface <laughs> streets. yeah <laughs> probably i guess or, it really or, depends on what you hit as far as getting the airborne well i mean we see curbs we see like you know posts that would protect uh you it's know, a, a lot there vehicle coming in there uh there's uh i mean there's <laughs> This Grand Cherokee is just destroyed. I yeah. don't even know if the rear axle is still underneath the vehicle or not. I, I don't every think it single, is. It looks like every <laughs> single window is gone. So, all the airbags deployed. All of them. Even the curtain side airbag. Every last airbag deployed on this one. It's probably the only thing that saved these kids' lives. So did uh, did you see anything in the article from the owner or maybe the insurance company about them parting this, uh, this Jeep out? asking for a friend uh-huh <laughs> I, I i did i did read in another article that had covered this story that the owner of the jeep was actually following the facebook live post oh, uh, no. the or something they were well, friends what's the odds? No, because the, the kid had used his own uh oh. you know, profile or whatever for the lift pickup for oh, his facebook yeah. profile for everything and so she was able to very easily just look him up because, you know, she was going to, you know, obviously reporting to the police. I know where like, you live. Yes, I, I'm coming there like, now. Yes, I do know who the, <laughs> the the thief is who stole my vehicle. It was the Lyft, uh, Lyft passenger oh, who I just tried to pick so up. And his name stupid. is, you know, and so uh, obviously, you know, Google search. Uh, here's a, you know, or a link to his Facebook profile through the app or, or whatever. And oh, lo and behold, he's broadcasting live from the driver's seat of my vehicle. Amazing. Now, could you imagine? Just uh, and then and then and then arriving on the scene just two miles away mm. and seeing this mm -mm. god 
I can't imagine. I'd be like, you know, hey, uh, Officer Daniel, can I just have five minutes alone with this kid behind this bus over here? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll put it on Facebook Live. <laughs> he can yeah. watch from there. <laughs> So, yeah, just an incredible uh, turn of events here. Obviously, some very stupid criminals who uh, hopefully will get the book thrown at them uh, uh, for this little stunt. And and, uh, maybe that'll scare them straight. Who knows? In the meantime, though, if you've got a news tip or response to any one of our stories, come on, engage with us. Let us know what you got to say, <laughs> what, you, uh, what you've thought about uh, this story or another story that you've heard. Uh, we actually had somebody uh, chime in on a, on a topic that was several years old. Left us a voicemail. It was awesome. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Not making yeah. fun of them either. It's always great to hear no, from our listeners. No, no, oh, never make we, fun we, of them. We love hearing from uh, love hearing from our listeners. So just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. That's really the only link that you need to uh, to remember. That'll get you over to to our website and everything that you need to uh, to know or to see to engage with us and, and reach out and join in on the fun. Hey, like uh, Tony had uh, kind of teased earlier in the uh, in the episode, we have an interview coming up with uh, Tara Reitz, and she's an Instagram model and an avid jeeper. You want to you want to stick around for this? Oh, and if you follow her on Instagram, uh, you see her working on her jeep. You working on it with her husband, uh, and uh, it's uh, she gets in there and does stuff. It's, this isn't like this, those hands the screwdriver sure. in the uh, the keyhole yep. or something. She actually uses the right tool for the right places, so she knows what she's doing. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Josh, I got to ask you, what, what kind of shows? I was going to ask you something. I was going to ask no, you something. No, I'm asking you something. We got, we got all kinds of questions. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you ask me. You, you do it better. Go ahead and ask. Well, I was going to ask you if you could tell me or the, you know, the person who's listening to the show what kind of podcast they can find on the 4x4 Radio Network website. What kind can we find on well, there? I mean, I'll, I'm d- I'll defer to, to Wendy. What kind of uh, podcast can we find on there, Wendy? Well, there's like Trail Chasers. <laughs> I remember that. And then there's like Trail Podcast and the 4x4 Podcast, right? So this sounds like Josh off-road stuff. The, it is. It's the all cursory, kinds of stuff. Just the cursory examination. I'd say this is all off-road stuff. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys, uh, you guys follow anything about Land Rovers? I know they're Not expensive. Not so much. Oh, very expensive. Yeah. And they got to be like 25 years old before you can bring them into the United States. Uh, John over the Center Steer podcast does a wonderful job. He and his oh. team does a wonderful job uh, on the on their podcast. And you can learn about the, uh, the Land Rovers, which were built because of the Jeep freeing that country back in the 40s <laughs> they learn something they hate, new every day they hate being reminded of that but john always does that when somebody starts talking bad about jeeps on his show he'll start mentioning in arms yeah yep. <laughs> <laughs> so no, great good show. stuff over there the number four letter x the number four and radio network.com four by four radio network.com we'll see you there so josh is there such a thing as a sensor being too sensitive Oh, yes, <laughs> technically, actually, yeah, there could be. There could be. Wait, are we still talking about Jeeps? I just was kind of curious. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, I've run across some problems with throttle position sensors in the past. Uh, do you think you could uh, give us a little something about that tonight on Tech Talk? I mean, I know it's short notice. Can and will. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> this, and if you um, no, I'll leave it alone. I just like the sensor be too sensitive. Just I'll leave it. it I'll leave it as that. <laughs> oh. Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? 
new talk show is in my weekly rotation. Look forward to it every week, each and every Friday. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, The Jeep Talk Show. I support a great podcast and a lifelong keeper myself. Continue to learn with each and every episode that I listen to. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. Absolutely. If you like Jeeps, anything to do with Jeeps, I like it for the, the technical, clear content, uh, advice, and learning. You know, in a recent episode, last one I think it was, uh, we talked about being a paid subscriber and all the work that uh, uh, Tammy, we didn't mention Tammy. She she actually does, uh, absolutely does work uh, for the show as well. Uh, yeah. But Josh putting in his uh, 56 hours a week and then uh, Wendy, uh, her 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> and and me does nothing. Does just show up. <laughs> well, Thirty minutes. I need to work harder. Apparently. <laughs> so, so, uh, but uh, Chris, who you just heard in that promo seven slash dot com, he is a volunteer for the show, and he has been kicking ass all these interviews that you guys have been listening to, including the one tonight with Tara have been because of Chris. And we tried <laughs> coercing people into being volunteers in the past, and I just gave up. And then Chris just said, hey, w- would it help you if I was able to get some interview interviews for you? Because he likes hearing the interviews. And mm-hmm. I said, oh, I would love that. Thank you, Chris. You can be a volunteer for the show as well. We'd love to have you help the show. So if you if you don't want to be a paid subscriber, you can't be a paid subscriber. You don't do the the PayPal, and you don't maybe you don't like sharing the show with people. Uh, you could be a volunteer for the show. Just uh, you know, reach over to uh, go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Send us an email, and we'll be happy to uh, uh, let you know what our uh, what do you call it when you get somebody in the uh, intern. What our Interns. intern program is all about. Right. <laughs> yeah. Love, uh, I mean, it's been wonderful, absolutely wonderful, uh, Chris being with us and doing stuff. You guys know too, because you see, yes, you see amazing. the things that he's going on, that he's doing, doing a lot better than I was doing getting those interviews. Yeah. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And last week, uh, Josh talked about the guy that bought the brand new Wrangler and uh, was Tokyo drifting it and crashed it. Oh, yeah. And you mentioned that the name of the street was Nutley Street. Uh, I appreciate <laughs> you changing the name of the street to protect the innocent. But uh, in all fairness, the public should know that that was not the na- real name of the street. The name of the street was apparently Stupid Moron Avenue. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the best I can do. Sorry. But that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you, I just got a pair of gloves that were both left. Yeah, on one hand, it's great. But on the other hand, it's just not right. (laughs) Yeah, even I'm groaning at that one. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. And you have a good one. Bye. If it doesn't fit, you must have quit. Where does he come up with these? They're just amazing. He's He's, got a book. He does. He must have a book or he should have a book. And and he also records these in the bathroom while he's reading the book. (laughs) Is that what it is? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we love you Nikki G gotta love the Nikki G <laughs> yeah you got tech questions ah what do I ever we have answers oh that's good I just, I, it's tech talk with Jeep talk yahoo well do you have a bad throttle position sensor let's figure it out but before we get too deep into this I want you to go back and start listening to the tech talks in episode 535 now, this is where I begin a new series on the fuel systems of Jeeps. Actually, we had a, a caller come in and uh, 
uh, call in and, and reference this recently, actually, yeah, it's kind of ironically. Uh, but this will bring you up to speed on some of the terminology that I may end up breezing through in this segment uh, if I if I just kind of you know kind of coast through some stuff. So hang tight. Uh, the question is uh, the questions I'm going to answer for you is what a throttle position sensor is or TPS for short. Uh, what it does and or what it's supposed to do and how to diagnose one that may be on its way out a throttle position sensor is used to measure how an o how open a throttle valve is and and therefore helps control the amount of air which can flow into the engine's intake manifold now, technically that specific job is done by the butterfly valve a disc shaped flap in the throttle body that's connected to the throttle cable which is in turn connected to the gas pedal and so when you press on the gas pedal, the butterfly valve opens and more air is sucked into the engine, more gas is applied, and this makes the Jeep go faster, more or less. Now, the TPS monitors all of this going on and tells the computer that what, basically what your skinny pedal is doing. The TPS is mounted on the throttle body itself, right in line with the axle of the butterfly valve. The throttle position sensors are, are basically variable resistors, meaning they are um, a resistor whose resistance or value changes with the mechanical function. Now, this varying value of resistance is what provides the computer or the powertrain control module or PCM with an input signal in the form of a change in voltage. And that represents the position of the butterfly valve in the throttle body. In other words, it tells the computer just how hard you're pushing the gas pedal. Now, since the sensor is connected to the throttle blade shaft itself, as the position of the throttle blade changes, the resistance inside the sen sensor changes itself. Now, with the change of the resistance inside the TPS, the voltage coming out of it also changes. So, the PCM supplies approximately 5 volts to the entire sensor family in an OBD2 vehicle. Now, this will vary in approximate volt, uh, range from 0.26 volts at a minimum throttle opening or idle to around 4.5 volts at wide open throttle. And it is this sweep between those two specific sets of numbers that I'm going to teach you how to read. That's right, you're about to learn how to troubleshoot and test your own throttle position sensor issues like a tech at the dealership would. Now, almost all Jeep engines have a TPS, and a lot of them have a three-wire setup. Now, this is going to be true for any four-liter equipped Jeep engine, regardless if you have a TJ, a YJ, an XJ, a ZJ, even an MJ. You get the idea. Now, all you will need to do this simple procedure is a voltmeter. Even the cheap ones from Harbor Freight will work and a paperclip, and probably a buddy, a girlfriend, a wife, a small child who can sit still for a few minutes and take instructions. If you are alone, that's fine too. I'll cover how to do this by yourself as well. Now you're going to unfold the paperclip halfway and insert the long pokey end into the space between the middle wire and the plug going into the throttle position sensor. What you're trying to accomplish here is to get the paperclip to make contact with the center wire, that middle wire or at least the contacts of the center wire inside the plug. And yes, the throttle position sensor has to remain plugged in through this procedure and attached to the Jeep for this to work. Now, once you are confident that you've made contact, grab the negative probe of your multimeter and wedge it into the braids of the ground strap or find a good secure grounding point where you can get good contact without actually holding the probe in place. Now, you're going to turn the ignition on to the on position, but do not start the motor. You're going to turn your multimeter on and set it to read DC voltage and at a range where 12 volts will display. Now, using the positive probe of the meter, make contact with the paper clip, and you should see the lower range of the specs I mentioned above. You should see a reading of less than 1 volt, 
or around one quarter of one volt or approximately 0.25 or 26 volts, give or take, you know, 0.10 or so. There's going to be some fluctuation there. That's a little bit normal. Now, if you're reading nothing at all, well, then double check your connections. Worst case scenario, wedge the probe into the center wire itself to ensure continuity. Just don't break anything. You may strip away a little bit of the wire insulation if you absolutely have to, and then, you know, cover that back up with liquid electrical tape or just electrical tape in general. Now, with the throttle at rest or idle, you should see less than 1 volt. And at wide open throttle, you should see less than 5 volts. And you should see a sweep between those two numbers as you move the throttle itself, having somebody step on the pedal or grabbing that, uh, that linkage up there at the throttle body and moving, moving that as if you were moving the gas pedal. Now, if you're out of spec, then you, my fellow Jeeper, have just diagnosed a bad TPS. If you have no voltage at all, or you are way outside of that voltage range, that sensor is bad. So go to the dealership and get yourself a replacement. Swapping it out is very easy. You know, it's only just a couple of T25 torque screws from the back end holding that thing onto the throttle body. Very easy to take off, very easy to put back on. Now, why do I say go to the dealership? Why would I want you to spend what could be three times the price for that off-brand generic universal version that you can get at a parts store? One word. Reliability. Yep. Here's another. Longevity. Aftermarket throttle body sensors, or really any sensor in the OBD2 family or, or not, anything like a speed sensor, oil pressure sending unit, coolant temperature sending unit, you get the idea. Any sensor like this should be an OEM, or Original Equipment Manufacturer. Not only will they be calibrated better, they will last longer, they'll perform better, and you can be assured to get a good one out of the box the first time, every time. I've had parts bad out of the box, and I had to go back to the parts store to go swap it out again. Okay, so how would one know if the TPS is going bad in the first place? Because this isn't a test you would perform just willy-nilly for no good reason, right? So here's some examples of what a Jeeper might experience if their TPS is on its way out. You may have unexplainable bucking and jerking in the vehicle as you go down the road. You may hear or feel sudden surges in the idle speed. The engine may stall out without any apparent reason whatsoever. There may be hesitation while acceler accelerating. That's another very common symptom. The Jeep's speed while driving down the freeway may suddenly surge up and down. You may even see the check engine light come on and off rapidly. The Jeep may not shift right or have difficulties in changing gears. You may even experience a drastic drop in fuel economy. If any or all of these are happening to you or somebody you know, this TPS test is what you should be doing about it. So, Josh. Tony, what would I you meet your expectations? Well, of, of <laughs> course. You always do. These things are great. You do a great job with these things. Yes, very um, thorough. So, uh, what about uh, the engine... Refusing to idle. Well, that would be, you know, part of uh, those symptoms that I was talking about. You know, okay, good. Hearing, hearing that idle speed going up and down, fluctuating wildly, things like that. Well, well I mean, like uh, you start the engine and it will not stay running unless you put your foot on the gas pedal. In fact, it won't even start without your foot on the gas pedal. That could be other things as well, um, but a throttle position sensor would be a good first place to check. Oh, I'm glad you said that because when I experienced this with the XJ and two TJs, it was the throttle position, position sensor when each time Google told me it was the idle air controller. Oh, uh, yeah. The IAC valve is on the other side of the throttle body and uh, may be confused with, um, with the throttle position sensor. 
Now the IAC is in is not in line with the uh, axis of the of the the butterfly valve inside the throttle body. That is the telltale uh, to to know the difference between the two. And I think the uh, the idle air control valve might have four wires or five wires. I don't think it has three. I'm not sure, but it it, le- it legitimately controls the idle. I mean, of course, you hear that in the name. And so just remember this. I bring this up because it, it, I don't think it is a common thing that when you're Google searching that you you would look to see if it was an idle air controller sensor that may, you may be testing whenever the, the, the Jeep won't stay running or it will not start unless you give it a little gas and hold the, the pedal down a little bit. No, don't put it to 2,000, 3,000 RPMs. And, and uh, But I've had this happen multiple times, multiple 4.0s in both XJ and TJ platforms. So this this TG, uh, this uh, uh, throttle uh, uh, position sensor uh, could very well be the situation, and a hundred percent on the the Jeep OEM uh, parts because I, I did go that route with a TPS uh, from uh, from Amazon, didn't hold up, and I think it was more sensitive to the cold outside and stuff. It was or the heat. One of the it just it just didn't work right uh, all the time. So to save yourself a lot of trouble, easy to change. Oh, and and take the 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 throttle body off to do any changes on any of the sensors. It's really easy to do. Stuff a rag. Oh, it does make it a little yeah. bit easier. Stuff it, a rag in the bit. intake so that you don't get anything in there, including the 10-millimeter socket. Yeah. It, it, it is. It, actually, you will be using a 10-millimeter socket to remove the problem. <laughs> I've done this many times. You mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is a little bit more work. you got to remove linkages and things like that, but... It does make getting to these screws on the back of the throttle body a little bit easier. It is on the back side, towards the back of the motor, the back of the throttle body, you know, all that sort of stuff. So if you if you don't have you know extended bits uh, or your long arms, uh, you know, things like that, your Jeep is too tall. Uh, if there is such a thing, uh, then it might be a little <laughs> bit harder. To, it might be a little bit harder to My get. My girlfriend's to, too sexy. <laughs> and of course, you're you're kind of working blind because you can't get your head back there. Uh, and so you kind of have to do this by feel a little bit. So you're, you're working on it for 15 minutes with a Phillips screwdriver until you find out it's a Torx. <laughs> I did yeah. mention these are T25 screws. Yeah, you I did. did mention. Yeah, I even let you know which bit you need to grab. So, you know, uh, Tony and I have each done this a number of times. I've had to swap these out on my own Jeep a couple of times. Uh, the first time uh, the OEM one went bad, I got the cheapest one I could find, and I was swapping it out less than one year later. Uh, wow, and I yeah. learned my lesson. I uh, put a, a another you know Mopar. Like, uh, like one hundred fifty bucks. I think these things are yeah, like one hundred fifty. I, I think mine was over a hundred back then. I mean, this was a number of years back. Uh, but again, it, it's it's lasted that long. Uh, it's now my Jeep's been down for for a while. But uh, that being said, yeah, it doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> the 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 the, o, the the OEM manufacturer one has lasted a lot longer than, and that was even when the Jeep was running. Uh, on a regular basis uh, than the than the cheap part store aftermarket one that I got. But when, so, the, when you get the Jeep running again, you will expect that TPS to still work. You'll have that confidence and oh, no, knowing that it's going to be yeah, fine. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, if you have anything to add, I would love to hear uh, some topics that you guys would like for, for us or, or myself to cover here in Tech Talk. Uh, any ideas that you have, uh, something that you would like specifically addressed in your own build or for your own Jeep, uh, send me what you got. Uh, any well, questions are, are welcome. I was just going to say, a lot of these Tech Talks come from questions sent in by our listeners. E- exactly. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, and, and when I have something that is sent in by a listener specifically, uh, I make sure to, to give you a little bit of a, of a shout-out during the during the segment as well. We, uh, we address who you are and, and what kind of Jeep you have, what the question is, and we're going to go ahead and go through that. And even if that means that it takes multiple segments, you end up uh, starting a, a new multi-part series, uh, more power to you, man. You're going uh, to get lots of props and kudos for that. The only reason we're here is for you, the listener, and, and yes. we hope that comes across on the show. So go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact right now and reach out to us. Let us know what you have to say. The Jeep Talk Show. It's not about us. It's about you, the listeners. It's Tim from Torrance. Hey, Jeepers. This is uh, Rob. Hey, guys. It's Cody with TrailChasers.net with another grand adventure. Hey, guys. This is Cody from Indiana. Yoo-hoo. Hello, Jeep Talk Show crew. This is FJ Rick. Hi, guys. This is Joe. If a turtle doesn't have a shell, is he naked or homeless? Hey guys, this is Ron out in Arizona. Hey, hey what's up? The Jeep Talk Show. This is Jason, Oregon Trail Off-Road. Hi, this is Jake from California, and I'm sitting here eating pork rinds for breakfast. Hey, this is uh, PAG Freak. Hey, Tony, Josh, Danny, Secretary Jake calling. This is John, I'm Free Runner in 1982, and on today's Radio Context segment, I'm going to talk about APRS, an anal probe restraint system. No! No, 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 that's not right. We love our listeners. So this will take you back. Did uh, did you guys listen to that promo where uh, Cody says, this is Cody with TrailChasers.net, and, yes. and join me for another grand adventure? Uh-huh. Do you remember the Grand Adventure? I don't know if you were listening to those, Wendy, I, but Josh, I wasn't. you remember the Grand Adventures for Cody? I sure do. Yeah, Grand Cherokee-specific segment that we had uh, back here on the show. That was a while a back. Long I've been wow. doing this for over 10 years, people. Tony and I have been, have been behind the microphone doing the show in one form or another for over 10 years. And uh, and a lot of stuff is, has kind of come and gone under their, under the bridge uh, in that time, including multiple segments, uh, different uh, segment producers and co-hosts and things like that as well. So, but if I don't remember something specifically, but Josh, it's just because you, it was so long ago. Do you remember why the Grand uh, Cherokee segment went away? Yes, because he bought like a Renegade or some no, bullshit. No, 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 no. Like he blew. <laughs> he noticed that that oil leak on the Grand Cherokee finally was had stopped leaking oil drove it a block and locked up the engine oh <laughs> remember no. i don't remember, <laughs> that. Don't remember I, that yeah well that's probably why he bought the renegade then yes so. yeah, yes no the renegade was i think his uh, his sisters that uh, his brother-in-law <laughs> would drive but uh, he had the grand cherokee until he didn't <laughs> <laughs> and then he got something else, which I think was the and that's Toyota. Too bad because because that uh, that Grand was actually it was very up. nice. That, yeah. was, that was a nice rig. Yeah, it was very nice. But so so remember, let that be a lesson to you guys. When the leak on your Jeep finally gets fixed, check it for oil. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Pull out that dipstick. Uh-huh. <laughs> Always Speaking good advice. Of dipsticks. Hi, Cody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and of course, I didn't mention Cody's part of the 4x4 Radio Network and his TrailChasers.net podcast where you could listen to that. And maybe he'll maybe he'll talk about the Grand Cherokee on a, a very past episode because <laughs> I think they're all Toyotas now. one of those bumper stickers that I've been asking for for so long. It's really a good looking <laughs> logo. Yep. From around the world. Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. 
Alrighty, oh, boys and girls, it's time for another Jeep Talk Show interview. And tonight we're going to be talking with uh, Tara, or most of you know her by her Jeep name, Virago. Did I get that right? Virago, is that right? Yep. Okay. And Perfect. it's a woman who suddenly woke <laughs> up one day and decided she wanted to do off-road and learn mechanics. Her newfound passion has made her dedicated to supporting and empowering women in the industry. With guidance from her husband, Tara has learned to do all of her own installations and maintenance of her Jeep. This passion and dedication has brought Tara many opportunities with companies co-hosting for the Jeep Her Show and career in Jeep Beef slash Jeep Her. Tara has been uh, and continues uh, to dedicate to learning, sharing, and supporting other women in this motorsport. Now, I don't have it right here. Do you have a website that people could go to, or are you just on uh, the uh, Instagram? Um, I am just on the Instagram, but, like, the Jeeper show is actually on YouTube. It's on, like, um, all the different, like, channels. I don't personally upload all that stuff. I don't know them all. But, like, everywhere you can find podcasts, it's there. Okay, so... And Jeeper also has a website okay so uh com. does that sound like that would be right yeah um it's currently under jeepbeef.com because it's like the owner that's just the the female um branch of it but they are okay. creating a jeeper.com okay. website it's just if you go on it now it'll say it's up and coming and being worked on right so i just like giving people a website they can go to at the beginning of the interview so if you guys would like to go to jeepbeef.com uh, that'll get you going, and then uh, you could also just keep an eye on jeeper.com. That's the word jeep and then her, like a, a female.com, so jeeper.com. And, of course, we'll have this in the show notes for this episode. Well, Tara, thank you awesome. very much for being with us. You've you've uh, actually been through uh, quite a bit of stuff here recently with uh, uh, your health, and uh, you had a fire, and my God, and, and I just think how bad it would have been if you had declined our interview. Oh, I was actually was like the first exciting thing I think I got offered this month. So I was like, I am not giving up the only fun opportunity to talk about deep because I'm too stressed out about a house fire. No, no, of course. I'm just glad that everything was uh, was okay. I mean, it's never fun to go through something like that. But uh, if everybody's uh, healthy and unburned, then it's 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 a the it's the best that could happen if you have to have a house fire. I 100% agree. We got very lucky. All right. So the first thing and I got to ask you about is the this this Virago thing, which I thought was uh, the uh, uh, you know like Libra Virgo that that type of thing. The <laughs> those those symbols that tell us how, how we're supposed to act. What is Virago? A lot of people think there's something than it, what it is. It's I'm a little bit of a vocabulary nerd. And I like vocab words. So, like, I literally have a whole Pinterest board of words I like. And virago is a word I really always like. So, when people start telling me, like, hey, you got to name your Jeep, like, it was just a super hard decision. And I love this word. It means it's from, the, like, between the 13th and 16th century primary. It's a historical noun used to describe a female warrior who her uh, battlefield skills and heroism was equal to, if not greater than that of a man. Wow. And I just think that's so encouraging because, like, when you're out in the trails or when you're learning something new, it doesn't matter what how old you are, it doesn't matter if you're a male or a woman, you can do anything you want to do. So I, just, I love that name. So you probably have the uh, the new Wonder Woman movies running at your house 24-7. <laughs> Not really. We do like them, though, actually. <laughs> yeah, she, do, she like does. Actual- 
she does a really good job. I, I, I still like the uh, the original Wonder Woman on that was on TV, but uh, that's another story. So, uh, well, that's great. That makes a lot of sense. And, uh, you know, I, I applaud you for doing these things. N- number one, uh, going out there in the Jeep and learning how to work on them and, uh, you know, just do all the stuff that, uh, that I think is a good thing to learn and what I've been trying to teach my daughters. Uh, and uh, we at the Jeep Talk Show uh, have been uh, trying to encourage women to do things that are really simple, which is off-road. I mean, it's a machine that's doing all the work. All you got to do is press a little skinny pedal. If a, a guy can press a skinny pedal and a woman can press a skinny pedal, and damn it, it's fun to get out there and, and, and it, show that machine what it can do and, and learn for yourself. So uh, we were able to, to talk in a, a couple of women, and they've stayed, which is a, a big bonus. Uh, as a co-host on our show. So this is great that you guys are doing a podcast uh, with uh, about women and uh, with, with women the only ones talking. I mean, uh, right now, Wendy has a hard time getting two words in because Josh and I fight over dead air. We hate dead air. <laughs> well, uh, our problem is, yeah, Heather, that's the other co-host. Her and I sometimes just don't shut up. Like, so like, We'll be talking or we'll bring a guest in and we actually have a lot of fun to the point that it goes like our goal is always 40 minutes, 30 minutes, 40. Mm-hmm. And we have trouble keeping it under an hour. Oh, yeah. No. So, no we, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Long time ago when Josh and I were just this, it was just he and I doing the show. I mean, we're talking maybe eight years ago. We would literally have a conversation before the show going, man, I just, we just don't have a lot of material here. I just, I don't know if we can take it an hour or not. And we'd get on there and start talking and it was an hour and 10 minutes. It was an hour and 20 minutes. And it was just, just amazing. You, you don't think you have something to say or share, but you really do. And it just kind of takes the, uh, I guess the lubrication of getting started. So, uh, and and, uh, I think a lot of people should be doing podcasts because everybody has something to offer. Oh yeah. And something to say. And I think that's what I like about, like, Heather and I. She has such a built-up rig, and she takes so many women, like, out on the trail and teach them how to do, like, some harder stuff. Like, when I met her in person, her Jeep was, like, a dream Jeep. And then she was just as kind in person as she was, you know, because she was very encouraging on our my DMs back when I had, like, two followers, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> she can just do really cool stuff. And she has a lot of fun doing it, and a lot of women look up to her. And then whereas there's me, which I can do a lot of cool stuff too, but I dream about doing the stuff she does. So I'm, I'm currently building my rig up to get to that point, if that makes more sense. So, mm-hmm. And course. I take women out too and teach them, but on a much like smaller uh, difficulty level of a trail. Well, that's but important just, though. That's important though, because not everybody's yeah. going to build up a Jeep to do to, to its Overnight. full capacity yeah, or, or, or their full capability. And people need to understand that you don't have to do anything to take a Jeep off road. Yeah. And regardless of the difficulty level, I was looking at videos from like my first couple times wheeling before I had a lift, before I had bigger tires. And I'm listening to my voice and my husband as we're like, okay, driver, driver, you know, like going over stuff that now I can just run over like it's nothing. Oh, yeah. But it was a lot of fun. Like, it is still a lot of fun. You just grow with your Jeep. You really do. Yeah, exactly. So, um, now you've been doing the podcast since August of, uh, of this year, correct? Yes, yes. And your most recent episode was on October 7th, at least what I saw on Apple Podcasts. Um. Oh, what was, do you remember what that one was on? I think, I know we did one with Psycho Cupcake, who she's like an architect that designed her 
deep and she taught us how to build, like how to plan to build your deep. I know we had PRPC storm. I think that was in September. I can't remember what my last one was. Yeah, let me. I'm just looking it up real quick. I believe October seventh was you. the was the one that I uh, that I saw listed last. Uh, that would have been. Uh, hmm, that's interesting. So it's you. You, oh, have, you have a number. I think we talked about tires. I think our last one was on tires. It could be. I don't see a date on this one on the page I'm looking at. Episode one oh five. Okay. Our last episode, unless my immediate people didn't get it up, was on the Rebel Rally, a Rebel Rally team who competed in the Rebel Rally race. Mm-hmm. And they, they shared their experience with that and the difficulties of it and the joys and what it takes to compete in that race for women. It's a navigation race. Yes. That's what it was. Yeah, we've had some, some folks on about that. Uh, it's a very, very interesting race. <laughs> so, it is. Uh, I think it's, yeah, super so, so tell me, what is your connection with Jeep Beef and Jeep Her? Because you have, uh, you have like products that you sell on one or both of those uh, things, don't you? Yes. Well, we we are a brand, I guess, but I like to think of it more of as a lifestyle brand. And like, and for the Jeep Her side, which is what I work with, and I will occasionally go to events and sell our. Um, shirts. That's primarily what we have. Mm-hmm. And then otherwise I do some of their marketing and content stuff and planning behind the scenes. But our goal with the company really is for women who really love to um, like off-road, they're, you know, that's a lifestyle. It's a, it's a Jeep thing. But mm-hmm. it's, it's nice to have a place where women can connect, talk freely, openly, ask questions, and be vulnerable. And um, we just like supporting each other. So it's like a lifestyle that supports women in off-roading. Right. So the, 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 like the online store is Jeep Beef, and the, the yeah. podcast that you're doing is the Jeep Her uh, show. Is the, the podcast to help support or help direct people towards Jeep Beef as well as what you're, what you're doing, talking about empowering well, women on the show? The Jeep Beef actually has their own podcast. It's called Light Bars and Lockers. Oh, okay. And, and it's... Um, Tim from TMR Customs. Um, is it? I think it's Richard from Combat Four by Four, and then Paul from uh, who owns Jeep Beef and Jeeper. They sit there and they talk and they bring guests on and stuff. And he had a vision of having a place where women could have their own space to do the same. Sure. And and the story behind Jeeper is actually really really cool. I can't even tell you how many times I go out. And, like, a, someone who owns a company would be like, oh, my, I always wanted to meet the Jeep Her person that shared my company that made me blow up and all this. And I'm like, whoa, that's not me. I just started. But apparently <laughs> there was this woman who, this was her baby, and she built it all up herself. And she got sick, and her and Paul were friends, and she gave it to him, and she, like, kind of disappeared. Nobody knows what happened to her. So, Denise, if you're listening, thank you. We love what you built. You know, I really hope you're listening. <laughs> but, like, she touched a lot of people's lives, which is really cool to be able to be trusted with something so special. Very cool. Yeah, I was trying to understand how all the all this fits together. Uh, I've seen uh, Jeep Beef and Jeep Her 
uh, in the you know very social media areas for for a while now. So I didn't quite understand how you fit into that. So now it's making more sense. So uh, yeah, yeah. So that you've been doing you're doing this podcast and you're also part of Jeep Beef and helping sell their products. Uh, the the lifestyle products uh, that they they have shirts and hats and uh, I think I saw some uh, some drinking things some uh, uh, insulated yeah, ice and just like miscellaneous stuff. Yeah, yeah yeah so and it's all branded with uh, the the Jeep Beef on there so uh, you guys can go over to jeepbeef.com and have a look at this stuff I mean there's even a, a, a combat rapid air deflator uh, available there too and uh, well so. yeah he does carry like a bunch of different parts and stuff on there from like fishbone tmr customs combat so you'll it's like um like an, like a mini quadratech in a sense right if that makes sense oh yeah yeah it's just a, a store selling jeep stuff to jeep people that want to buy a bunch of jeep stuff <laughs> as we as we always yeah, say a billion that? dollar industry <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, you were talking about somebody uh, that uh, was thanking you for uh, pointing them out and, and having everything blow up for them. Uh, and uh, I, I couldn't help but notice uh, about blowing up. You have a lot of followers on Instagram. Yes. I, people want to know the magic answer and how that happened. And I'll be honest, I really don't know except for the fact <laughs> I'm a woman, and I think it's a little easier for us. But besides that, um, I just had a lot of fun. And as I was, I mean, I remember, like, when before I had my Instagram and I got the Jeep, people started getting upset with me for always posting pictures on my Jeep. So that's why I got upset really? for Instagram. My God. Yes. And then <laughs> those, are the, those are bad people. Those are bad negative people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't understand. They really don't. I was like, oh, yeah, you don't get it. And over COVID, we had all this free time, and I couldn't, like, um, do the things I had planned to do, like, backpacking. I really enjoyed I wanted to go backpacking. And so I started driving my Jeep through my property on the woods and stuff because I was seeing people do stuff like that on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then I just became hooked. And then as I would learn things, as I, like, went, you know, snow wheeling the first time or if I changed my tires first time or mounted beadlock, I would just blog it, and people really loved it. Mm-hmm. And what I, I found it very rewarding you know, hearing their feedback and encouraging them. But it was also very rewarding to myself that I could do something that I didn't think I could do before. Oh, yeah. And, and that's so. and that's that's across uh, male and female because you, you, there, you, there's a lot of males that never have done anything like this. Their dads weren't into it. Maybe their dads weren't even handy. So they, they don't have a concept about that. But they have to put on a facade indicating they know what they're talking about. I mean, 90% of being a man. Because the stereotype. Yeah. Because yeah, they're a man. 90% of being a man is acting like you know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you're gonna get everybody confidence around you and if you if they get killed oh well so <laughs> yeah no it's it's great to learn this stuff and we try to make sure that uh everybody gets those questions answered without having to go through what you were talking about uh, you do a women only thing because uh, men can be kind of rough and they could shut women down from asking questions hell they shut e- each other down so I can very well see that it's a, a it, it, women would look forward to this, maybe feeling a little more comfortable about finding out how things work and what happens if this happens and so on and so forth. So uh, that, well, I think it's great that what you guys are doing. I'll be honest, 
we have men tune in too who chime in and talk and like so it's not just for women like if the men want to watch and tune in we welcome everybody oh of you course. know what i mean because yeah the men in our community have been wonderful i have not experienced that much negativity as like i hear some stories but i've been very fortunate with that i have found i experienced some a little bit but not yeah. nothing like you know I have found that if you set the expectations, uh, most people, uh, unless they're drunk, uh, follow those expectations. And, uh, you know, I try to make it very clear that, you know, there are no dumb questions and and encourage people to ask. And and actually, when we had, uh, I don't know if you know uh, Tammy Jeep Mama, uh, whenever we had her join the show, she was brand new to Jeeping and she was concerned about being on the show because she didn't know anything about Jeeps. Well, there was two reasons she was there. She was a woman, and we wanted to encourage more women to, to get into the, the sport of uh, going off-road and doing the working on the Jeeps. And the other thing was she didn't know anything about it. So when Josh and I would be talking about something, and we would just blah, 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 and say you know the, the common thing that you always say, it was good for Tammy to speak up and say, wait a minute, <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> That's kind of like me on there. Like, ask, I ask a lot of questions on our show, but I've gotten comfortable with asking questions because, like, you know, what size wrench does this take? I have no freaking clue. How do you figure that out? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I used to call my track bar a bar. <laughs> you know, you have to ask or you're not going to know. And I think there's a lot of power in asking questions. Oh, absolutely. And, and, yeah, and so. you have to have the confidence sometimes to ask the question, yeah. to, to admit you don't yeah. know. Uh, and I yeah. do it all the time because, I, you know, I, I'm, I do fine. I can take care of things all by my, my little self with a few exceptions. And, uh, it, it, I mean, I've been messing with the uh, – I saw that your husband has a Cherokee on his uh, Facebook page. I've, been, uh, I've had a Cherokee since 98, brand new. Uh, we bought it off the showroom, showroom floor, did a lot of modifications, a lot of fixing it. It only recently stopped being my daily driver. So 23, 24 years uh-huh. of driving it daily. And uh, I've learned a lot about it. And and if I run across one of the new Jeeps, you know, the JLs, the JTs or whatever, mm-hmm. and I see the, how they're doing something different now, like, what the hell is that? <laughs> I didn't know what a, <laughs> I didn't know what a Rezepa joint was. Uh, that failed on, uh, not joint, the Rezepa uh, fitting for the, uh, the drive shaft. And that failed on uh, Tammy's uh, uh, JK, uh, JKU. And I was like, Rezepa, is that a made-up word? I don't know what the hell that is. So uh, I didn't hear of it before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I installed a drive shaft. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so so go, going back to the, the number of, uh, of followers that you have, ha- has there been any negative associated with that? I mean, you mentioned something about uh, you've had a few issues with uh, a few men, but I didn't know if that was related to Instagram or not. I can't help but think that I, when, when you have 26,000 uh, people following you on social media, there's got to be some negative associated with that. Um, there, yes, there is. Look, I'll give you two things that are negative. The first thing is, is when you go beyond, I, I don't know exactly the count, maybe 12K or maybe a little bit more around there. It gets hard to be real personable with people. You can't give everyone that you're following or people that you enjoy, you know what I mean? Attention. Oh, yeah. yeah. So when you have 26,000, it's like, I don't have like many close people anymore. I used to have a bunch of close because I had the time to get involved in their lives and intermingle. But when you get a lot of followers, you can't do that. And because you're just one person. 
and you go through like a period where like, you feel bad, like, oh, I don't want them to think I don't care about them or ignoring them. But eventually, like people realize you're just balancing life. But so there is that mental side of that or that pressure, like, you know, how much do I have to keep posting? You know what I mean? Like things like that. So balance is super important. And the more followers you get or the more companies that you get you're working under and all that, it's, it's a bigger load. So you really got to be careful. And secondly, yeah, I do get some, like, not a lot, though. That's the thing. I don't get a lot. But I get every now and then some weird comment in my DMs <laughs> or a weird comment under a photo. Um, nothing, like, I just block them and, like, whatever, you know. But I think I only had one really bad incident, and that was, like, last year, actually, when um, someone took my picture and put it on Facebook where I had a fake wrenching wrench. Because mm. I bought a shirt from fake wrenching. So I was kind of making a joke. So I grabbed the biggest wrench I could find and I posed right above my tire. Like, I know you don't need a wrench to take your tire off. Well, someone screenshot that and they put it on Facebook. And within a couple hours, there were hundreds of comments <laughs> of people telling me I should stay in the kitchen. That I'm only good for one thing. That she's a poser. Like, women and men. And some of them I knew. It was weird. Like, so it was hurtful. But then... You know what? Right, I, I did a little story on it, and right away, everybody in the community just like surrounded me with so much support and inspiration. It was such a cool thing to see. Well, I don't know I, how. Like, so, I don't know how you handle the negative stuff uh, <laughs> on your web. I mean, not website on your uh, podcast, but I look at it, or we look at it, like that, that's gold. I mean. If somebody comes up with something negative, it's we we always accept all uh, criticism because you know you can't have you can't make change for the better if you don't get criticism, and uh, we'll bring it into the show. That's we, true. We had uh, we had one person didn't like me calling uh, uh, people that didn't uh, weren't paid subscribers to the show. They were rat bastards. <laughs> they con- and they did a review. I read that on your website. I thought it was cool, actually. <laughs> <laughs> they, they did that on the, re- the they did a review on it. It said first and last podcast, not first Jeep podcast, first and last podcast, and it blew up. And the people thought it was hilarious, and they started calling themselves rat bastards because they they listen to the show for free. So you never hey, know. A t-shirt for you. Yeah, and you never <laughs> know when something like that is going to resonate with your with your listeners. And the great thing is, people can. Get to know you through your podcast. You don't have to one on one with them, although it's that's a lot of fun. But, but you know, you have so many, there's so much time in your day. So you know, encourage yeah. them to listen to your podcast, and they can be, uh, they can get to know you that way too. Well, see, and our podcast is honestly like so young right now, and then we we're restarting in January. I just spoke to Heather yesterday, just with everything going on between like getting sick and then the house fire and our Christmas we decided that we're going to like well plan it out, start January fresh and we're going to kick it off. And uh, we're just brainstorming some great ideas for that. But um, we're real. I mean, it's our baby. We're real excited about it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I'm going to have to put you on my, uh, my podcast list until I was doing some research tonight. I (laughs) I did not know that you guys had a podcast. And uh, uh, as far as I knew, you were just very popular on Instagram and uh, was uh, well, knew yeah. I, I had heard that you were not just a you weren't just posing with your jeeps, which is which is fine, but you actually worked on them, and I think that that's the great thing because none of this stuff is so complex that 
anybody can do it. I mean, uh, you like I tell my girls, you you may have trouble breaking this nut loose, but that's why you put a pipe on the end of it, which I have to do sometime too. So there's there's solutions to everything, and everybody can uh, can come up with those mm-hmm. solutions. And when you finally do break that nut loose the first time, it's like a little mini celebration. Oh God, yes. Oh God. <laughs> I, I have it on video with mine. Like, yeah. I was like all excited about it. <laughs> and honestly, it's it's fun for couples to do together too. Like my husband and I, we've actually like feel like we own this together because of that. Like he really enjoys seeing me so fulfilled and happy learning how to do this. I think the the worst thing that we do is if you ever go off roading with us. Some people have seen it and some have not, but we'll be off-roading and he'll be spotting me. And I sometimes don't listen because oh, wow. I have a different idea. Than well, of I course. Do. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> that's the wife thing. I know how that is. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, you don't listen. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, like, it, yeah, we if, have fun. If you're successful, then you can rub it in his face. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the video where I am with hit him? No, no, I didn't. That uh, yeah. it's, a, it's on my one reel. We were doing our first um, black trail at Roush Creek Cemetery, and I don't have lockers, so sometimes you got to hit your gas a little. You don't just crawl, sure. you know. Yeah, sure. So I'm at this spot where I had to like rev my gas, bounce it up, and I got up over the hill, and I was gonna keep going, and he's like, he said, stop. And I thought he meant stop because he was worried about me breaking an axle or something. You know, right. my, my wheels are spinning. And I said, oh, no, I got it. He goes, no, I'm worried about you. I'm worried about you hitting me. <laughs> <laughs> so I made a reel then of it fast forwarding from that point on, like we were trying to chase him down because we wanted axles from the insurance money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I made a joke out of it. But <laughs> That's great. Well, it sounds like to me, just talking to you, that your uh, your podcast has to be a very fun podcast. Yeah, so go over and check out the Jeeper Show podcast. They've got several episodes over there. And you know, there's you can't you can only listen to so much Jeep talk show before you need a break. Use the Jeeper Show as a palate cleanser. So <laughs> throw those in there while you're listening to our show, and I think you'll have a great time. And uh, you know, you know, I don't know, you know how the kids these days, which I think you may be included in this, love the social media. So how can people uh, reach out to you on social media, see more about you? Uh, maybe uh, get involved in learning about their Jeep? Um, um, easily. You can just, my only account I really use is Instagram. And that's Farago Jeep underscore JKU. And um, if you, unlike the, I think that there's only two Virago Jeeps. So I am easily found. But even on Jeep Her, our main Jeep Her page, you can DM them there as well. And that's V-I-R-A-G-O jeep underscore jku and as i said earlier we'll have that in the show notes so uh it's a new word for me so i'm gonna spell it for the folks (laughs) everybody out there may already know what it what it is what it is but it's a new one for me Uh, although i may have seen it what it is okay good i was gonna say i may have seen it before and just said oh virgo (laughs) it's like probably everybody else does it's better than viagra that's what some wow! Say. It's a, so. If your what is it? If your Jeep is a wreck for four hours, call the doctor. I call the mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's a good. One. <laughs> so you uh, you have a little something for our our listeners, don't you? Yes, we have a unique code that they may use to get twenty percent off on any Jeep beef or Jeep her apparel. 
Yeah, we have a code. Um, it's JTS20. You can use that to get 20% off on any Jeep Beef or Jeep Her apparel, which can be found on the Jeep Beef website. Um, so check it out. They're actually um, about to re like revamp some new items. So you can hang on to that code and use it for either or or both. Yeah, that's uh, JeepBeef.com. And uh, go over there. Uh, it's uh, I don't know how long, how long the sale is going to be uh, going on, but I see uh, nice I'm T-shirts gonna, here for like fifteen bucks. So I mean, this is nice, yeah. nice stuff for uh, not very much money. And I also want to add, I have a secret coming out, but I'll tell you, oh, okay. which it might already be. It'll probably already be released when the show airs. So um, I have a private line that I tried to do like a year ago. Um, with my tire cover I designed for a friend who wheeled behind me. Uh, as a joke, I made it say, don't wheel like a pussy. And it has a tire <laughs> and a kitten on it on top of a military hat. Uh-huh. Now, that's not everyone's humor, but um, Paul got or is getting it made into shirts and hoodies for me because I want one. And it's going to be a Virago edition, and then people can purchase it through there as well. But... <laughs> Yeah, it's my odd sense of trail here. <laughs> no, no. Uh, actually, uh, and, and I'm not going to say this is universal, but but Jeep people have a tendency to be self-reliant and a bit uh, on the uh, the dirty side of, like, screw you and the normal thing. So uh, it's uh, it's perfectly acceptable to me. So uh, you, well, you and where not- I live, we actually call cats pussies. Like, oh, okay. like, get, get that pussy out of here. Okay. <laughs> well, then I, I don't know if it's a Dutch thing or what. I was wrong so in my assumption a- there. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I want to thank you so much for, uh, for being with us tonight. And uh, please uh, feel free to come on anytime. And uh, we'd love to talk to you again. Awesome. I appreciate it as well. Thank you. I'm so honored to be on. Well, we can't thank Tara enough for coming on the show and putting up with Tony. No, I'm talking. I'm in all seriousness. It's great to hear how dedicated she is to learning, sharing, and supporting other women in this motorsport we call jeeping. Really cool stuff. And also what's really cool is that 20% off discount code to get some really cool gear. That Jeep Jeep Beef or Jeep Her Apparel. It just rolls off the tongue, right? JTS20 is the code that you need to enter at JeepBeef.com. And we've got more interviews coming up all the time. Tony's going to say something about that here in just a little bit. Until then, do you have an idea for a guest? We want to hear what it is. Somebody that you've been dying to hear a little bit more information on on the show. Somebody that uh, you're just itching to have Tony give the third degree to. Go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact right now. Share your idea for our next great guest. And it's it's the the contract that makes me uh, have to try to get him to cry. Just like uh, oh, Baba Wawa. <laughs> You're not going to get people to interview with you, Tony, if you treat them like that. I keep saying that. <laughs> so so have you guys uh, heard of LadyJeepers.com, where they actually mm-hmm. train uh, women how to wheel their Jeeps? Yep. I have not. This is all new to me. So I'm going to be interviewing Kristen DeLibro. Is that DeLibro? DeLibro? Mm-hmm. Kristen is great. That's easy. I can do that one. She's with LadyJeepers.com, and we have a great conversation because, uh, just like us, she's interested in getting people, women, off more comfortable going off-road. Anybody can do it. You don't have to be a man to be able to, to wheel a Jeep. And no, she's you doing, do not. And she's doing mm-hmm. wonderful things and letting uh, getting the word out to other uh, lady jeepers that uh, are learning how to wheel their jeeps and and have a great time off road and see what uh, the the men have been hiding from them for so long. <laughs>
Just what are you doing out there anyway? <laughs> you must have needed this every day. I need it! It's the Deep Talk Show's must-have stuff. Pick of the week for your Jeep. All right, so imagine this. You're out on the trail. You've been wheeling for a couple few hours. It's time to break for some, you know, some snacks, some lunch or something. Your buddy busts out the manifold beans. That's right. Oh, no. The can of beans have been sitting on the manifold for oh, the last two God. and a half, three hours. <laughs> They're all warm and caramelized and just delicious, right? Ready to go. You're sitting there with your stale, half-beaten-up-and-smushed peanut butter jelly sandwich. And he's offering you some beans. What are you going to do? You going to dip two fingers into that can? No, I don't no. think so. <laughs> <laughs> you need a tactical field spork from K-Bar. Yes, that K-Bar. If you don't know who K-Bar is or what they do, well, we probably can't be friends. <laughs> this is made from a high-quality polymer plastic material. It means it's durable and very long-lasting. Its modu- modular design actually locks in the hidden serrated knife in the spork handle, making this a three-in-one tool with a knife, spoon, and fork all in one. Pretty inexpensive at less than seven bucks as well. Wow. It is food and detergent safe, meaning you can throw this in the dishwasher, you can clean it with whatever you want, and it's not going to stain even by eating spaghetti. Overall length is just under seven inches, perfect length, and it's extremely lightweight as well. Did I mention it's completely made 100% in the USA? And seven dollars. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. This is like bucks. one of the... The absolute must-haves for your Jeep. Throw this thing in the in the glove box, in the center console, in the door pocket. I mean, wherever. You could put this thing in your sock and you wouldn't even know it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm actually going to have to add that to one of my lists on my segment that talks about what you, what you need to have in your Jeep. Well, this is it. Got to have it. I'm a little now, disappointed that it's a spork, though. I mean, uh, you know. A little bit. <laughs> I know. Me too. Kind <laughs> of. Partially. But it's K-Bar, which kind of makes up for that a little bit. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. This is going to be the last sort of camping multi-tool that you will likely ever need. Uh, really, really super cool device. And for 7 bucks, I mean, come on. They actually uh, sell a three-pack of these things as well. For, it makes it even uh, uh, cheaper to buy, to buy these uh, you know, in a three-pack as well. You so, know what K-Bar needs to come out, for, come out with? And this would be specifically for you, Josh. A K-Bar pillow. That way you could just pop open the thing and you'd have your pillow whenever you're <laughs> you're out. No, you can't miss road. it. You'll never forget it, but it's, boy, it'll be uncomfortable. You know, I was looking this up. Uh, I was looking this up on Amazon, and do you know they also have something? This is quite a bit more expensive, but they have the spork and a uh, a beer bottle, or I should say, bottle opener. I don't I don't want to make everybody alcoholic, but you can also get a a matching a bottle opener that goes with this as well. Yeah, that's not K-Bar. It's made out of like some cheap aluminum or something, or I think they have a stainless steel version out there, but uh, that's going to catch on stuff. Um, it just, it doesn't seem like as rugged <laughs> and it doesn't have K-Bar on it. So I, you know, I, I can't attest to that one. But now that you must have a tactical field spork for yourself, I mean, just come on. That, that's almost <laughs> worth tattooing on yourself. Tactical yeah, exactly. Field spork. Tactical spork. <laughs> well the jeep talk show is here to give you the best deal on one but you'll have to go to our website and click the link in the show notes for episode 562 to get yours right now are you living the jeep life from mall crawlers to weekend warriors from daily drivers to weekend wheelers it's all about the jeep life and it's all good it's time for jeep life with jeep mama hi tony josh and wendy 
Hey, in the past, many, many years ago, it was rare to see a woman behind the wheel of a Jeep on those off-road trails. Nowadays, that number of women off-roaders has grown. Sometimes it can be very intimidating to hit the trails with a group of Jeepers, especially if you've never wheeled with the group before. I remember those first couple of years on the trail, I was intimidated being in a world made up mostly of men. I remember going to Roush Creek those first couple of times, and it was probably 95% of the wheelers were men. Fortunately, I always had a super positive experience, and everyone was so very helpful and patient with me. But you know, that's not always the case for some women. As a Jeep girl, though, you can be your own worst enemy. So here are some tips to help build your confidence on the trail, and so you don't ambush yourself. The first one is a biggie know your jeep there was one time i hosted a trail ride and a new jeep girl joined us someone else had been working on her jeep and trailered her jeep to the trail once off the trailer she got behind the wheel and headed out not too far into the trail her jeep ran out of gas she had no extra gas nor any jeep supplies like recovery gear or tools nothing so it's important to know your own Jeep. Now it's okay for someone else to work on your Jeep and it's okay for someone else to trailer your Jeep, but that's your Jeep. Make sure you know what is going on with your Jeep. Make sure you go over your Jeep before each trail ride. Make sure it's trail ready and it's your Jeep. So you should have the knowledge of your own Jeep. Another biggie is being prepared with the proper gear. Now, if you don't know what you should have, you can ask around or you can check out my other videos. That's going to help. I have videos like must have recover gear, must have tools, must have fuel or fluids and so many more. And on my blog, I have a comprehensive list of the off-road basics as well. There's going to be a link in the show notes. It can be overwhelming the amount of recovery gear and stuff for your Jeep that's out there, but you don't need to have everything at once, but at least get started with some basics. Now I know we all need to help on the trails and we're not going to have everything we need to help get our Jeep back going. And that's why we help each other on the trails, but you shouldn't be totally helpless. Now, this same Jeeper was unaware of trail etiquette as well and created some bad situations for the group. So know the rules of the trail, or at least the basics, like the role of the trail guide. Always follow the trail guide and don't go out by yourself. And always check your rear view mirror so you know if the others behind you have stopped and because they might be in trouble. You don't want your group to be separated. Those are just a few examples that off-road basics on my blog has more tips for you. And I posted a video a while back on the top five trail etiquette tips. And you can check out episode 556 where Wendy shared some tips as well. Confidence, that's another one. Confidence to do your own modifications. Because once you do that first modification, your confidence starts growing and you start learning about your Jeep and it's so empowering. Now I know you're not gonna attempt an engine swap or a lift right off the bat. You can start small with a headlight swap or adding basic sliders to your Jeep. Don't be overwhelmed and don't let the modifications intimidate you. You're going to be surprised what you can do by yourself. And if you have questions, the companies where you buy the Jeep parts from are so very helpful. Just give them a call and ask for the help. And you can reach out to some Jeepers and a local Jeep group as well. Or listen to the Jeep Talk Show. We have lots of great help here. Respect. 
don't sabotage your own respect by disrespecting yourself by posting those half-naked pictures with your Jeep. Post with dignity and you're going to be treated with dignity. If you're new to the Jeep life or having trouble fitting in, try these top five confidence builders. They might help you get a good start. And if you ever find yourself struggling, feel free to reach out to me. I would be happy to help you. Next week on Jeep Life, I take on a whole new terrain with my Jeep and I will share some life-saving tips for wheeling on this terrain so you don't die. Well, thank you, Tammy, for those great suggestions on building confidence. We definitely need more of those out there. And listen, we're always looking for Jeep stories. So why don't you contact us at jeeftalkshow.com slash contact and let us know how Tammy's Jeep life compares with yours. And you know, confidence isn't just for women. Uh, we all no. can use more confidence. Uh, and, That's and, right. And getting out and experiencing your vehicle is uh, one way to get confidence driving it. Just like whenever you first started driving, you may not have mm-hmm. been uh, as confident then as whenever you, uh, uh, you are now because you know what to expect. So get out there off-road with your Jeep and uh, don't be like Josh. Don't leave your, your Jeep in the garage for months and months and months. Uh, and, he's, uh, he's been busy. And worry about the TPS sensor going bad. So get out there in your Jeep. <laughs> hey, and speaking of getting out there, make sure you get out and, in, and uh, get in on our newsletter as well. Tons of great information about the Jeep Talk Show. And uh, we're always throwing a little something-something in there for you guys to well, be able to join in on the fun. If you want to join in on the, on the Jeep Talk Show... Get in on our campfire side chat. Find out what's happening as far as giveaways and interviews. you got to get that newsletter. JeepTalkShow.com slash contact. Well, that's all the Jeep Talk Show we have for you for this week, Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to join in on the next roundtable discussion. They get recorded every Tuesday. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Did, Did you just... Did you just listen to the whole show? You did, didn't you? That's a good jeeper. Oh, yes, you are. It's such a good jeeper. Want a treat? Want yes, a jeeper? Yes. Like a treat? Come get the treat. I'm trying to wag my tail. Is that strange? I, I Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Podcasting since 2010. Okay, you look at that link I put in the in the Google Hangouts. I did. It. I did. That I is a K bar. It is. I, is it's there, not the one I thought you were referring to. It's it, there's others that were around that they were trying to advertise. Oh, no, I understand. This one is, uh, is there so, no. is there any bottles that you have to open with a bottle opener anymore? Are the beers still like that? Or is there yes. anything? I mean, so I guess the IBC brew beer. Brew no, no. Like that. there's beer everywhere. The, they throw it on the trails. Trust oh, me, it's yeah. bottles. Yeah. No, it's that. bad. I know the trick on how to open up a bottle with virtually anything other than a bottle opener. Well, you got uh-huh. to. It's survival. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> whether, whether it's a ring or a screwdriver or, a, you know, a stick on the ground, I, I, or a rock, a long enough rock, I can open up a bottle of anything with anything other than a bottle or opener. Or your buddy with an overbite uh, passed out. It, uh, all those things <laughs> will work. <laughs> Nick, this is going to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>